0: Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Elm. Something very different today. I don't think I've ever interviewed one of my colleagues for this show, but I'm going to do that today. Michael Thompson is someone I've worked alongside for almost three years now on this podcast, but in his spare time, not that he has that many of it because he's got, got a couple of young kids, he's been writing a book, a novel. And today, that novel, How to Be Remembered, arrives in bookshops right around Australia and New Zealand. It'll be in the United States and the United Kingdom later this year. Michael Thompson Esquire, good morning. Good morning, Sean. This is very exciting. It's very weird, actually. I know. Interviewing you rather than doing a show. It
1: feels like I should be asking you questions without notice, and instead I'm, I'm doing an entire interview without
0: notice. And Just keep in mind that mostly when I interview someone, they're very polite to me. Just keep that in mind.
1: Okay. I, I think that's highly unlikely that that will happen.
0: You've written a book, How to Be Remembered, first and foremost. Why? Because I wanted to see if I could, basically. Have you always always wanted to write a book? Uh, I think it's probably always at the back of the
1: mind that I would like to, to have a go at doing it, that I would like to do it. But it's one of those things that when you're working full time, that you think, maybe I'll do it when I retire. And the, the circumstances just really kind of happened that uh, I finished up at my previous job in kind of the end of 2019 and decided to, to take a few weeks, kind of a month maybe before I looked for a new job. And then decided while that I was kind of sitting at home, <laughs> searching the job ads, going, maybe I could just have a little go and see if I can start writing something. And, I, and so I did.
0: And it started to kind of come together. I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll keep going. For those that don't know Michael's background, so you grew up in country New South Wales. hmm You went to university in Bathurst. What did you study there? Uh, journalism. Okay. And then just a thumbnail sketch of your jobs. What I'm trying to highlight is I don't think that you've ever worked in a job that involves lots and lots of writing.
1: No. No, funnily enough, because I, even though I was – journalism, I ended up going to radio producing. And so radio producing is kind of one of those jobs that no one ever really knows what it is. It's it's essentially working behind the scenes to put together a radio show, which can involve everything from kind of writing short form content, really kind of short couple of hundred words on say a crime or a, a rap of politics in kind of Two or 300 words that can be delivered in kind of 30 seconds or a minute, or you're, you're screening calls for a radio show, or you're greeting guests and writing interviews and things like that. It's all the behind the scenes things. And so you're right, there really wasn't a huge amount of writing in any of those jobs.
0: Before we get into the book itself, so we're just going to carry on this discussion about you. I know how much you love talking about yourself, Michael. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, he does not like talking about himself whatsoever. How did you find the time? You have two young kids, Henry and Maeve, a uh, partner, Sean, yep. and you have a very busy life. And I remember when we first started this podcast, you know, we're up very early. Whilst I'm going back to bed after we're up very early, you're off to write for a couple of hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was uh, because by that time I was, by the time we started Fear and Greed, COVID had hit then. And so I, I decided to kind of commit fully to trying to get this book written as well as, as launching Fear and Greed. And so by the time Fear and Greed came along, I was kind of well into it. I was halfway through the book, so I'm like, well, I have to keep going now. And so, yeah, we'd be doing the podcast early in the morning and then I would write for a few hours and then get back to the podcast and, and talking to guests and writing kind of scripts for that and just kind of alternating, squeezing it in wherever you can. And the thing about writing a book is that you can kind of do it anywhere. At any time as long as you've got your laptop there, so I kind of wrote all over the place. I wrote in the in the car with the kids and Sean would drive we'd be, we'd be driving to Canberra for example, and I would just be sitting in the passenger seat writing. Most of that was edited out because it was complete rubbish because it's hard to write with
0: kids in the car and great for conversation oh yeah with the kids yeah. in the car
1: I actually think Sean probably preferred it because I wasn't talking <laughs> I, I wasn't contributing to anything it's so actually actually got
0: some peace and quiet for a little while. <laughs> Perhaps, perhaps. Mm. Okay, so I don't want to go too much into the book. I'm about halfway through it, Michael. I've got to say, delighted that there's a character called Sean in it, I think, because thus far, Sean's been okay, but I'm not so sure. Where'd the idea come from? And I mean, maybe you should give the listeners a a thumbnail of what it's about. It's very difficult to describe, to be honest.
1: Yeah, so it's basically, it's about a young man named Tommy. And so every year on the same day, he's basically forgotten by everybody who knows him. So his family, his friends, everyone who has known him, has loved him, et cetera, just, just forgets that he exists. So he's essentially a stranger to them. And so it's the, the book is the story of him trying to kind of forge a life for himself to have kind of pretty much what everyone else has and takes for granted a relationship, a job, that kind of thing. But but more so to to find a way to be remembered, hence the, the title of the book, to kind of leave a
0: legacy, that kind of thing. So where in your mind did that come from?
1: Well, it was actually, I was thinking about of all things, social media and uh, thinking about how once you have a digital footprint, you are never getting rid of it. And so you, you kind of have people who put things out online that they will later regret. But once it's out there, it is out there forever and that can be held against you a long way in the future. And and I was thinking, oh, there would be, surely there'd be people who would just love to kind of be forgotten, to just have their kind of digital footprint wiped and and there are kind of laws elsewhere in the world with that, that right to be forgotten. But I thought, well, what if it was the other way around and what if somebody just wanted to be remembered and there was something that was preventing them from being remembered, and it just kind of took off. From there, it was a, a bit of a strange leap to go from
0: one to the other, but that's kind of where it went. It's a great read. Like it's kind of I've been reading it at night, and I normally go straight to sleep after a page or two. And I'm actually doing chapters at a time, Michael. So that's the ultimate compliment. That, that here. is a fantastic compliment. I'm going to yeah. take that as a review. I read more than a few pages of this book. Thank you. That's exactly right. So once you did it. And I mean, had you spoken to publishers? I mean, what's the process of getting it published?
1: Uh, well, there's there's a, a few roads to publishing, but I wanted to go with the one that was was probably actually going to be the most difficult. But I was I, I'm fairly stubborn as well. Really, I had never noticed. Michael, go mm. on. Mm. Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, I I wanted to to do it with a, a literary agent, which is quite difficult to find a literary agent to represent you. And so that was quite a long process. And that is where basically, if you can find one and you submit your your, your book to them and they agree to represent you, then they will then go and represent you with publishers kind of here and abroad. But this is the part where there is an awful lot of rejection. And in that sense that the story is kind of fairly typical because I copped so many knockbacks along the way from trying to find an agent I was trying in Australia and and in the US and in the UK and suddenly I, I found the most fabulous agent that I had kind of passed over the the agency and, and I thought oh, why have I why have I not seen this one it's one of the, the kind of it's a big agency based in the US and then I, I found an agent that I thought sounds like a perfect match. For me. And so I, I submitted it to her and she she loved the book and said, I'll represent you. And then from there, took it to publishers in Australia and submitted the book to those publishers. And And it's funny, you have so many rejections leading up to that point. And then all of a sudden, there were multiple publishers that all wanted the book. And there was actually an auction then for the rights to publish the book in Australia and, and New Zealand. Uh, and then uh, Catherine, my agent, took the book to the states and sold it there as well. So it'll come out uh, in the end of June with source books in the US and and also in the UK. And now, in the last uh, few weeks, we started selling the translation rights. And so now, "How to Be Remembered" is going to be kind of translated into German and into Italian and into check. And there would likely be kind of more that um, that follow on from there kind of now that we're reaching that point where the book is hitting the shelves today. Stay with me, Michael. We'll be back
0: in a minute. I'm talking today to my fear and greed colleague, Michael Thompson, author of How to Be Remembered. It's spectacularly successful for a first novel. I think the time that I saw you most excited throughout this whole process was, I mean, it was probably actually uh, actually getting a publisher on board. But apart from that, you'd, you'd get in touch with myself and Adam Lang, our colleague here at Fear and Greed, and you'd say you wouldn't believe it. They're talking about making a movie out of it. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, that, that is, it is still exciting. Now, the, and this was six months or so in advance of the book even kind of being published. All of a sudden, there was film interest being mentioned and there were a few different production companies, full production companies in the States that were, again, all interested in it. And so here I was sitting in my little home office in the Sutherland Shire in Sydney. Center of the universe. Yeah, Well, well, for me, it's the center of my universe. (laughs) I don't particularly like leaving home. And and I'm having Zoom calls with uh, film producers in the States and they're all kind of saying, oh, this is We love the book. This is what we would like to do with it. This is extraordinary. And then the the rights sold. And so at some point in the future, we may kind of see a, a, a movie being made out of How to Be Remembered, which I just find remarkable because the book itself hadn't even hit the shelves it hadn't even been finished like we were still kind of like on a a fourth draft at that point it hadn't even been kind of finalized and so the the way the momentum kind of builds behind these things the whole thing just played out like it was like I was watching a tv show or like I was watching a movie kind of these things that I never actually suspected or expected could happen and they were suddenly happening I'm like this is bizarre
0: what a wild ride. Has it been fun or scary or what?
1: Uh, it's been fun. It has been fun. And I think because I, when I set out to write it, I didn't know whether I was going to be able to do it because I had only written those really kind of short form things before. And and it had all been factual. I mean, you, you, you are trying to relay facts exactly as they occur. And there's no opinion, there's no nothing in there. It is just the bare facts and you're trying to convey the maximum amount of information in the fewest words you can. And so here I was then trying to to take a, an idea that existed only in my head and see if I can actually stretch this out to actually fill, instead of a quarter of a page, I'm trying to fill, say, 350 odd pages. And the fact that it it, it was working and as I was writing, I would go, this is, this is actually kind of coming together as a bit of a story. And from that point, I'm like, oh, I am, I was just so determined that I would try and get it published. And I thought there's there's so many different ways I can get to it, but I'm going to go for the one that I really want, which is going with the, the literary agent, getting a publisher here and maybe who knows, we could find something overseas and I'm not going to think about movie rights because that's just too ridiculous. And so the whole thing has been fun because it's just been kind of ticking things off this this. List that I'd never imagined could actually happen.
0: Do you think you'll get a really big head as a result? Will you keep talking to us on fear and greed?
1: Oh, look, uh, yes, but
0: only to keep myself grounded.
1: Yes, yeah, right. I just, I just, just I need to, I do need to keep myself surrounded by uh, ordinary people.
0: Right, thank you. That's <laughs> that is a great compliment. But it, it must be hard though. When I mean, some of the stories you would talk about talking to these agents in the US and they're throwing movie star names around to play different characters in your book, and you would get off the phone and ring us and just laugh about it, saying, "This is just this surreal world out there."
1: Yeah. Yeah, when suddenly they're talking about oh, directors and and actors and things, we we kind of think this person would be really well suited. <laughs> like, how is this possible? This book didn't even—it's still not even published yet. And now that um, now that kind of it's it's hitting the shelves today, and the the there's reviews coming through, and the reviews are, are generally pretty good. I'm like, okay, all right, now I can kind of see that path kind of heading towards it. And one of the things, the one of our guests on Fear and Greed actually said to me a while ago, this was Gary Linnell, who we had spoken to. And and he's obviously a, a former colleague of yours, Sean. And he was a, a former colleague of mine in radio as well, because he was a, a presenter there. And a novelist, of course. Yeah. And then we spoke to him and he was publishing his latest book. And he said, Michael, the main thing you need to, to know is that you are going from radio to publishing. And the two work at very, very, very different speeds because working in radio, you're working to a half hourly deadline or an hourly deadline and it is just constant bang, bang, bang. Publishing, you are talking about months and nothing might happen or it might look like nothing is happening for months on end. But in the background, you're these are people who are kind of having to read through a hundred thousand words at a time and then pass it on to the next person. And so all of this stuff is happening behind the scenes. And now I'm just kind of seeing it all, all kind of unfolding in front of me.
0: How incredibly exciting, Michael. So, How to Be Remembered, it's available at all good bookstores, I'd imagine. Would that be right? Yes.
1: All all good bookstores. Basically, anywhere that you can buy a book, you should be able to get How to Be Remembered from today. And I'll tell you the most bizarre thing is actually signing books, Sean, and ah. having to kind of figure out a signature that um, And <laughs> it's, it's this panic that you start moving your pen across and going, I've forgotten how to write my name. So there's all kinds of weird creations of my name that will now kind of be <laughs> heading out in different versions. won't even actually look like Michael Thompson. It'll be like Michelle Timkins and various other things. Yeah,
0: the, the, uh, I think we should leave this chat not from you or I, but from one of those critics who read your book in the US. And you told me the other day, because it, it's at times it's quite dark, to be honest. And the the critic, you will have to remind me exactly. She said something along the lines of, "She's never read a book that she quite loves and hates as much all in one go."
1: Yeah, you're right, Sean. She said basically that she loved it and and almost had to put it away for a few days at a time while she was reading it because she found it too too confronting. So, and, and in the end, it is meant to be quite a hopeful book. It is meant to be kind of I think it's like a little bit little bit kind of Fifty First Day. It's a little bit kind of Groundhog Day. It's it's kind of being held up as as a book that if you like the midnight library which was a a pretty popular very popular book over the last couple of years the rosie project as well that if you like one of those then chances are you're going to like how to be remembered as well
0: michael do not forget us here at fear and greed and thank you for talking to us this morning how to be remembered bookstores now can you now go back and do your day job
1: Fear and greed is is too much fun, and I'm getting an education on, on business news as we go, so
0: you are not getting rid of me. Excellent. That was Michael Thompson, my colleague on Fear and Greed, and the author of How to Be Remembered, out now, wherever you buy books, and it's a cracker. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your day.